present a fine young man. I've been knowing him for 40 some years, 50 almost. Amen. Praise God. And he's a, one of my best friends. Amen. He's our own pastor, Elder Jerry Seawright. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Well, God, a hand clap of praise for him. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord, saints. All right, all right. Let's bow our heads. Quick word of prayer. Father God, we come before you now, Lord, and we just thank you. You are the Holy One, Lord, and we lift you high. And Father, we give you all honor and all praise. Lord, we just ask right now that you show yourself strong in the midst of your people, Father. Let them hear your words and not mine. Let them hear a message from on high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. All right. If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, I ask that you turn to Numbers, the 14th chapter, verses 13 through 24, but I probably will read verses 13 through 20. So Numbers, the 14th chapter, verses 13 through 24. This is lesson 10. 10, I believe, right? And, um, and I don't forget the title. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What's the, what's the, Moses prayed and God answered. All right, how can I forget that? Moses prayed and God answered. But my working title on today will be, Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. I know some of you guys are looking at me out there with all this fuzziness on me. I'm, I'm, I'm about to play Santa Claus soon, so. <laughs> I thought I would at least look like him, right? Amen. Amen. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. Numbers, the 14th chapter, verses 13 through 24. Let me say this. Um, you know, often I, I listen to uh, uh, various uh, pastors and ministers uh, speak. Um, one is uh, David Jeremiah. And uh, I was just listening to him this morning, and he said something that, um, that really struck a chord uh, with me. And he said, he said that when folks uh, leave his church and relocate, they, they relocate, they don't leave on bad terms. They just, he's talking about they just relocate. He says, um, you know, most of them come up to him and they ask him, you know, boy, how will I be able to find another church? How will I know? What would be a good indicator? And he said uh, to them, well, one thing just to look for. He says, uh, when you go into a church, he says, look to see how many people are carrying Bibles. Yeah. He says, it's good that you put it on the, on the boards, and it's good that you have it on your phone and tablets and things like that. He says, but look and see how many are carrying Bibles. And I ask you all, I'm just, I just ask you all, not, this is not a, a rule, but I'm just, it's just a, a, a humble request. Get a Bible. Get a Bible. And, and, and bring, it, bring it with you sometimes. And, and, and when you do bring it, get a, get a notepad too and, 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 and something to write with because Something may be said that you'll say, you know, wow, you know, I got to remember that. Amen. Just just a, a bit of encouragement. Amen. So Numbers 14th chapter, verses 13 through 24 reads as follow. As you recall, last week, we left off with Moses, with God coming down, and he was angry with the folks and uh, he said, Moses, I'm going to start over with you. He said, I'm going to start over with you. And Moses said in verse 13, beginning at verse 13, but Moses said to the Lord, 
Then the Egyptians will hear of it, for by your strength you brought up this people from their, from their midst. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of this people, for you, O Lord, are seen eye to eye while your cloud stands over them and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. Now, if you slay this people as one man, then the nations who have heard of your fame will say, because the Lord could not bring this people into the land which he promised them by oath, therefore he slaughtered them in the wilderness. But now I pray, let the power of the Lord be great, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generations. Pardon, I pray, the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your loving kindness, just as you also have forgiven this people from Egypt, even until now. So the Lord said, I have pardoned them according to your word. And I'll stop there. Be careful what you ask for. Back in 1995, a rap artist named Skilo, not Silo, Skilo. Right. He he uh, released a song titled I Wish and the video was hilarious when I watched it. But uh, he was a short little guy. And the song I Wish went like, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six four and parlor. That's what he said. He said, I wish. And he goes on through the whole song saying, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Be careful what you wish for because you might get it. Right? And, and another, another, another thing uh, it says is be careful what you wish for because you it may come true. I think something like that, right? Because it may come true. Either way, one implies that the reality of the outcome might end up becoming worse or be worse than what you already have. And the other one says this, that, that you don't want what you think you want. You don't really want what you think you want. And, and I'll give you an example. At, at, at work, you know, the guys at times when, when things are kind of low and stalling and everything, they all get together and they go back into their, uh, you know, back in the day conversations, you know. So you got a bunch of old heads talking about, you know, back in the day. And one fella at one point said, you know, back in the day, you know, when, you know, uh, me and my girl, we were together and everything. And, and uh, you know, and when I was immature, you know, things would go kind of, you know, they, you know, things go up and down. And then I would approach her and I would say, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think this is working. Maybe we should break up, you know. And she would say, no, no, Pookie, no. <laughs> don't say that, Pookie. Don't say that. Right? Don't, don't say that. The, and then the relationship would continue. Right? The, the, the relationship would continue. And during another low point, he would go and he would sincerely say, it wasn't he was running game, but he would just sincerely say, you know, I, I think 
I think we should call it quits. You know, just, it just ain't working between us, right? No, Pookie, no. How can you say that after all we've been through, Pookie? Let's try to work it out. We can make it, Pookie. We can, we can make it. Time goes on again, he says, and after a few more ups and downs, he comes back and, and, and he sincerely says for like about the 10th or oh no time he would come and he says, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we should go on anymore. I don't think we should see each other. And then in the middle of his spiel, she says, okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here's your, here's your bracelet. Here's your earrings and here's your necklace and everything else you gave me. Okay, and then he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we talk about it? Can, can, can we just talk about Can we just talk it over? What, what, what's there to talk about, Leroy? It ain't pookie no more. Be careful what you ask for because you you just might get it right and 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 that's pretty much what this passage is is saying on today is be careful what you ask for because you just might get it right but 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 here's the wonderful thing about the community here at new life right if if some of us are out there grumbling and, and complaining and asking and wishing for things and, and refusing God's answer or timing, the beautiful thing about the community here at New Life is that you have folks here on Tuesday nights that are taking the example of Moses seriously and praying for you. They are praying for you. See, you got folks praying for you and you don't even know they're praying for you at times in specific ways amen so so two weeks ago we saw we saw a nation and we said the nation of israel was right at the border of the promised land god said go over there and get this promised land i i mapped it out for you i i, I checked it out i saw it all and you just got to go over and grab it and get it all you got to do is do a little decoration and do some eviction of some folks it is yours it's yours that's all you got to do is just go over there and get it they were right at the border of it and then all of a sudden they said wait a minute due to their lack of faith they didn't obtain it they said no hold on can can we just go and send some spies over there and and just check it out god had already told them i checked it out i, I already checked it but but you know what god said you know what okay i have some patience with y'all go ahead and send the spies right so they went and they sent spies and 10 out of 12 of the spies came back with a negative report, a bad report. And this bad report made the people like panic even more. Now they really weren't going into the land because the, because the, the, the folks came back, the spies came back talking about giants and everything else. And they were like, no, no, now, now we really don't want to go over there, right? And then all of a sudden what ends up happening is that the people get so hyped that they just say, we want a change in leadership. We no longer want Moses. Then all of a sudden two people speak up and say, no, you got to trust God. Trust God. God said that that land is ours. He will give it to us. We just need to go ahead and move forward. We just got to do a little, little bit more marching and we'll be there. And then all of a sudden, that was Caleb and Joshua, right? And then all of a sudden the people come back and say, you know what, kill them. Stone them. They're not supporting what we're saying. Stone them. And, and it also implied that they wanted to get rid of Moses and Aaron too. So, so folks were panicking and they were going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They were going crazy, right? They were going crazy. So God ends up descending. 
And he comes down. He finally says, enough is enough. And then he tells Moses, Moses, I am going to wipe them out. I'm going to wipe them out, and I'm going to start over with you. So instead of them talking about Father Abraham, they'll say Father Moses. I'm going to wipe them out and get them out the way. I'm, I'm tired of them constantly complaining, grumbling, and everything else. I gave them food. I gave them water. You know, I gave them bread. I, I gave them shelter and protection. And they constantly complaining, complaining, complaining. I, that's it. I'm done. No more. That is it. And that's where we are today. And, and Moses says, time out, Lord. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Let, let's appraise this situation. Right? Let, let's appraise this situation. Let's, 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 let's talk about it for a moment. And, and Moses wanted God to consider what was at stake here. And what was at stake? He says, see, Egypt has a vested interest in our destruction, Lord. They want the worst for us. They want the worst for us. Those, those who are traveling back and forth, and they're going back and forth with their sheep and everything, they're going to come across us, and they're going to find out that we're destroyed, and then they're going to go back to Egypt and tell everybody in Egypt, and they're going to end up having a party. They're going to be like, yes, they're gone. They're destroyed, right? They're destroyed. So, so in, in other words, Moses was paraphrasing this. If, if you were to wipe us out as if we were just one man, and I mean just wipe us all out at the same time, God, you know what? People will be talking, but they won't talk the right way about you. What they'll end up saying, Lord, is they'll end up just, just adding extra stuff to it. They're going to make the story good, Lord, to make you look worse. And, and your reputation here is at stake, right? They're going to say, yeah, he could, he whooped us, one nation, you know, Egypt. Yeah, he, he was able, that God was able to deal with us. But then all of a sudden when they saw all those nations, he said, no, nah, I can't deal with that. So he didn't keep his word to the people of Israel. So then he just destroyed them. See, they're going to talk stuff like that, Lord, and they're going to make you look worse. They're going to they're make you look bad, Father. And I don't want your glory being messed with, Lord. I don't want your glory being messed with. See, the beauty about what Moses was saying here is that he wasn't worried about what it cost him. It, he was worried about what it would cost God and the people. He wasn't worried about him. He says, no, the price is too high, Father. See, I don't want your glory compromised, and I don't want the people endangered either. I've got the best, I got the best uh, interest of the people at heart here. But, Lord, I have your best interest at heart too. And that's what is so beautiful about what Moses is saying here. Even though the people earlier was saying replace Moses even though they talked about Moses and disrespected him even though some of them said like I said they when they talked about stoning Caleb and Joshua they also included Moses and Aaron as well they wanted to get rid of them all but yet even though they did all that down dirty low stuff to Moses Moses still was determined to keep first things first. And his, the first thing was, God, it's your glory. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about your glory, Lord, right? He says, I'm on my knees right now, recapping, looking at the whole situation. I'm appraising this situation, and I'm concerned about your glory, Lord. Church today, if we could bring it to today, you know, the sad thing is in this modern American, America that we live in, you know, the sad thing about it is that you are more likely to run into a whining, oversensitive crybaby than you are a mature person. Do you hear me? 
you know, when you when you are crossing paths with people nowadays, you are likely more likely to meet a whining, sensitive crybaby than you are a mature person that can take a hit or two, right? And, and even in the church, depending on what you say and how you say it, you may run into a whining, insensitive, immature crybaby. So you got to be careful how you say what you say. Right. See, see, in, in 2 Timothy, the second chapter, verses 25 through 26, if you try to practice that, you might be in trouble. Because 2 Timothy, second chapter, verses 25 through 26 says this, with gentleness, correcting those. Ooh, correcting those? Ooh, ouch. Correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil. See, you're trying to get them away from the devil by correcting them, having been held captive by him to do his will. You're trying to pull them away from what is not right for them. But yet and still, you got to be real careful as to how you even do that, right? You got to be real careful because, see, if you don't be careful, then all of a sudden you offend somebody. But brother, brother, can you can can you stop like using the the the, the little communion cups for your drink while you eating your subway? Can you just buy yourself? You got some water in the church, uh, stuff like that. But you, you keep just opening up these little communion things, and you eating, you eating, you're just drinking it with your subway. Can, can can you probably stop doing? So you can't be real with folks. You can't be real with folks because see, if you are real, then it, you might pay a, a, a price, and the price would be, oh, oh, I don't need to go to this church. Let me, oh, you, you, oh, you talking to me like this mean church? I'm gonna just take my marbles, and I'm gonna go home. I go somewhere that ain't trying to make me live right. Make me do right. Have my best interest in mind. No, no, I want, I want to be able to go into a pew and be as wrong as I want to be. Is that right? Is that right? So, 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 so when we appraise the situation, that's, 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 that's what we're doing. We're trying to help one another. Matter of fact, didn't Jesus say in that love chapter in John, the 13th chapter, verse 14, didn't he say, if I then, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. See, when we're going out in this world and we're attacked in all kind of ways and everything else, along the way we get dirty and sometimes we think wrong and we, we, we act wrong and we are wrong. And sometimes we need a brother and sister to say, hey, you need to make a little adjustment. You know, ooh, girl, you know, the way you said that, you sound like you hate her. You know, just, just if you can't take that correction, then how can we wash one another's feet? How can we look out for each other when we are that sensitive towards one another and we just can't say, hey, check yourself, brother. Check yourself, sister. See, what happened is that we, 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 we kind of like bought into the mentality. And I was watching this on, on real sports. And, and, and like I said, when it comes to sports, I'm old school. I'm just old school. There, there's this such thing that is called a winner and a loser. You know, but, but nowadays, it's like it, they want everybody to be a winner. See, the real winner, they say, oh, here's a trophy for you. And then for the, don't call them loser, but for, but for the others, 
They say, oh, here's a trophy for you. You, 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 you have on the uniform. <laughs> here's a, a participation trophy. Right. And back in the day, I went home with nothing. We lost. We lost. <laughs> with no second, with no participation, nothing. We lost. And next year, we was crying, and we said, next year, we're going to get them. Next year, we're going to get them. But all of a sudden, you got a, a, a trophy for the winners. Yay! And then a trophy for the winner. Yay! Right? Right? The participant. Right? And, and now we're so sensitive, people don't even know how to lose nowadays. Life is about winning and losing. It's about ups and downs. And when you're just trying to stay up on a false up, that's going to disappoint you as well. No, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And guess what? In church, sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you need to be praised for being right. Sometimes you need to be told when you're wrong. Amen? Sometimes you need to be told when you're wrong. And that's a healthy church, church. That's a healthy church. See, see, it shouldn't be a church with eggshells all over the place. And you're just like, like you're in a, just like, ooh, I, 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 need, I need to be careful as to what I say to her because, or, or, or to him. No, because, because they might leave. Oh, you know, I don't want them to, I, 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 I don't want you here on false pretense either, right? I, I want you to know I love you when I say you're wrong. I still love you, though, but you're wrong. <laughs> oh, but I love you, but you're wrong, right? And sometimes I can say, you know, you know you're, you're wrong. But when you're not listening, I'm saying, hey, hey, hey. You're wrong. It depends on how, that's the gentleness part. It depends on what it takes to get you out of that bad space that you're in. Sometimes it says, sometimes you can say, hey, hey, come, 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 come. Maybe you can say it. But sometimes you go off so tough, you'd be like, whoa, hey, hey, come here. What you talking? You need to stop that. No, uh-uh, it ain't working, right? And guess what? I still love you. I still love you. You know, most of our friends, like I told y'all, most of our friends are so real, most people don't like them. But those are my close friends. They're real, and they tell you how it is. And, they, and it seems like they are tearing me apart, but they love me to death. And I love them too. Even when they get on my nerves, I love them. Amen? And, and that's the relationship that we should foster at the church. We should be able to tell one another. We should walk in truth with each other. I don't want a false community. I want a growing, thriving, depending on each other community, right? That we can walk in truth with each other. And that's the appraisal that's going on. It, it costs, the cost is too high to be fake. It's too high to be fake. I would hate folks to come into this church and say, it's just a bunch of fake people. I would hate for that to occur. But to be real and to be loving, that, that's what a true Christian community is, ab is about. So, so Moses here, the appraisal that he, 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 he chose to do, he appraised the situation and he said, Lord, it's too high of a cost for your glory. And it's too high of a cost for the people. Lord, I pray that your glory <laughs> comes first, and I'm also praying for the betterment of these people. And that's what led to the appeal. 
the appeal. In the first, in the first set of verses was the, was the appraisal. In the second set of verses was the appeal. Moses says, I have a huge, huge request of you, Lord. A huge request of you. Lord, I, I need you to do this thing. Do a new thing, Lord. Do a new thing. I petition you, I request, I pray, I beg of you that you do a new thing. Now, now, in order to do this new thing, Lord, it's going to take you being you. It's going to take you being you, Lord. See, because I remember what you said to me, Father, back in Exodus, Exodus, the 34th chapter. I remember what you said to me. And I remember when I asked to see you face to face, you said no one can see me face to face and live. But what I will do is I'll walk by you and I'll let you see my, my back part. Right. And then, and, and Lord, I remember when you walked by, you proclaimed something. You said the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgressions and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. Lord, I remember you saying that when you walked by me. I remember you saying that when you walked past, Father. And I just want to say, Lord, can, 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 can you keep that in mind too, Lord? Can you please keep that in mind right now? I don't want you to, to destroy the people. I don't want you to start over with me. Can you just keep in mind that you... That you're, that you're kind and gracious and loving. You got loving kindness going on. Can you please? Because, see, I want you to do a new thing for the people. See, what the people are used to are all these false gods that act just like people. See, that's what they're used to around here. Their gods are false gods, and they're vengeful, and they're all about payback and everything else. But, Lord, I want you to do a new thing. I want you to be merciful and forgiving. And show them your greatness through your loving kindness and your mercy and your grace that you will bestow upon them, Lord. Moses, Moses said, Lord, do a new thing. I, I beg you to do a new thing. Moses' appeal was to God's character. He knew that God... See, see we serve a God, and I believe this is what the Sunday school lesson said. We serve a God that wants to forgive more than sinners want to be forgiven. You hear that? We serve a God that wants to forgive more than sinners want to be forgiven. What a powerful, powerful statement. Amen. And, and some folks said that God was testing Moses here. He was testing Moses. See, Moses may have been up to his limit with these people, right? And, and then God said, I, I start over new with you, Moses. Now, for most people, that would have been a tempting offer, right? Ooh, start over with me? All what these people have been bringing, you know, they, they, they've been taking me through the storm. They talked about killing me, talk about replacing me. They talk, you know, they talk about killing my brother. You know what? You know what, God? <laughs> Wait a minute. Father Moses. <laughs> Ooh. In lights. Moses, Father. See, see, some people would have took that offer and said, okay, God, go ahead. Start over with me. But Moses said, no. It's ain't about me. First of all, it's about you. <laughs> it's about you, and it's about your glory. See, and if, I, and, I, and if I lift you high, Lord, and if you stay in the position and the place that you ought to be in, I know I'll be okay. I know I'll be all right. So I need to lift you up and keep you where you're supposed to be. And I want everybody to see 
I want everybody to know that you are a great God. You are a merciful God. You are a loving God. You are a kind God. You are a forgiving God. That's the type of God I want folks to see. And that's why I, I, this is so important to me, God. And, and, and yes, I know they talked about me. I know what they said about me. But Lord, I still want the best for them. I still want the best for them. And that's interesting because, see, James, the fifth chapter in verse 16 says this, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective or fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When we are praying for each other and lifting each other up and, and, and we, we're healed, we, 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 we're better for it when we are on our knees for one another. And that's exactly the example we see in Moses. Moses, were, he wasn't on his knees for himself, he was on his knees for others, for others. Matthew's the fifth chapter, Matthew 5 and 43, verse 43 through 48, it says this. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. What, 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 what good is it? to Christians if, if Christians are known for only loving Christians. And that's all you love. You just love Christians. Are you a Christian? Okay, I love you. Are you not a Christian? Eh. No. That's not being like your father. That's not being like your father, right? And, and, and it's so interesting because now, and, and, and we're talking about being other-oriented, but when you listen to some of these new Christian songs, you know, they, they, they are so stagnant because they just get stuck on the person who's singing it. They only get stuck on the person who's singing it, and, and, and it doesn't go and, and transfer to others, right? I, I, I need your glory. Show me your glory less of me and more of you is what i need i'm waiting for that verse to say i need for everybody to see your glory and if they do see me i want them to see you through me let 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 your light so shine right so so others may see him in you. In other words, don't see me, see Jesus, right? Don't see me, see Jesus, right? And, and, and yes, God is, is, is he, he's, he's loving and he's kind. And, 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 and this gets to, 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 that, to this tricky part here. Now, and I hope you all stay with me. Because, see, it, it was an interesting ideal that's in this lesson. And it says that, he keeps loving kindness. This is verse 7. He keeps loving kindness for thousands who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet, yet, he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. Right? Some of us remember that song, Give Me That Old-Time Religion. Give me that old-time religion, right? And it, it was good for Ma and Paul. It was good for Ma and Paul. 
right? It was good for my pa, it's good enough for me. Right? 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 Give me that old time religion, right? That that means that see, see, some of us, some of us are setting some interesting examples for our children. And they are showing we're showing them how we treat God. Right? And we're showing them how we treat God. And you know, you know how you can hear parents sitting down and they say, girl, he got his daddy's temper. Girl, whoo. And it ain't quite like his daddy. He came out, he worse. He worse. Right? His daddy used to just like frown at people and fuss at them a little bit. He go upside people's head. He's worse, right? And, and, and for some reason, that's what happens. You know, they see the, the, something like imperfect in us, and then all of a sudden they say, ooh, okay, daddy do wrong like that. Okay, I'm going to turn it up to 10. And for some reason, you see, that you see in your kids something that you wish that you would have corrected in yourself, but it's worse. But see, that's what this is talking about. It's not saying that God is going to punish, punish generations for your sins. No, he punished people for what they do. But see, here's the catch. The catch is, is that sometimes these kids go, not sometimes, most times these kids go on their parents' example. And they're like, oh, you treat God like this? Oh, okay. You, you, you half-heartedly you know, serve him? Oh, well, I'll wholeheartedly not serve him. You see what I'm saying? Oh, 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 you, you know, oh, you can, like, live half-holy? Oh, I, I'll live unholy. <laughs> and they, they just turn it up a notch. And, oh, you just sometimes go to church? Oh, I all the time not go to church. It, it don't just stay where, you know, sometimes. It, it, it turns up and it gets worse and it gets worse. And, and, and the Lord is saying that I'm, I'm going to have to deal with you for what you do. But I also have to deal with them for what they do. They're not going to be judged on what you've done. No. But I'm going to tell you what, though. For that example that you, you set, oh, I got to get with you. I got to get with you on that, right? No, they're not going to pay for, for being a bad example, but you will. You see that? And that's how it goes. See, 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 kids are looking at you. You are on stage, parents. You're on stage, and they're looking at your every move. I remember, like I told you all before, my uncle was my hero. You know, and, and he wasn't in church. But when he had a drink, I wanted a drink, too. And whatever he was drinking, it, it, that was my hero. If he was drinking pop and he drunk it like this, I studied him and I was like, oh, okay. Because that was my hero. And some of these kids are looking at you and they're looking at you as to how to be and what to be, how to handle situations, how to deal with stress, how to deal with conflict. They're looking at you. They're looking at you. And, 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 and I'll speed it up and I'll, and, and I'll say this, that the Lord answered. I have much more, but I'll just close it with this. The Lord answered. And he answered Moses and he says, I will, I will, I will pardon the people. I won't wipe them out. However, pardon, pardon, pardon doesn't mean no consequences. Pardon doesn't mean no consequences. And, and, and I told you all before, it's like, it's, like this, it's like this piece of paper here. On one side, it says your actions. And the other side, it says the consequence. See, see, your actions, all of a sudden, what God does is one day he just says, okay, your actions, I forgive them. I toss them away. I toss them away. 
They're, they're no more. I'm tearing them up no more. They're gone. Poof. But that doesn't mean that the consequences don't stay. Right? Actions, right? Actions could be like, like, like premarital stuff that's going on. Well, that means that it could be children. I mean, it could be diseases. All of a sudden, when God forgives you, poof, that child I had with her is gone. All of a sudden, it's just, it just, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, child support. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, right? Right, right, right. What about, what about illegal activity? Oh, yeah, I'm breaking the law and everything else. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting up in jail or in prison, and you, you got, you're facing serious time. And, all of a sudden, and, you, and then all of a sudden, you meet a Christian in, 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 in jail, and you, they witness to you, and all of a sudden, you come to Jesus. And all of a sudden, they say, all your sins are forgiven. Boom, thank you, Lord. Wait a minute, I was just in jail. Now I'm sitting at home watching the lions. No, 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 no. 20 more years, <laughs> 20 more years, right? Criminal record, everything. No, 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 no. Consequences are still, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, I, I, you know, man, I was drinking and I was doing this and I was doing that. I had a little bit of this and I was shooting this and doing it. And, and you know, and my body, you know, got a little toe up from it and everything else. But the Lord forgave me for all that stuff I was doing to my body. Thank you, Jesus. Wait, wait a minute, man, my liver was failing. And, and it, oh. Wow, now all of a sudden it feels fresh and new. No, no. Still cirrhosis of the liver, right? Still lung cancer, still all those things. You still got to, because the consequences are still there. There's built-in consequences to your actions. This is a real thing, church. God says, I will be glorified. I will be glorified. See, God is merciful and loving and gracious and everything else, but you know what he is also? He's also just. He's also just. See, with God, right is right and wrong is wrong. Yes, I can forgive you for all that you've done. I do forgive you, but however, there are some consequences that are there. And they're going to stay there. And they're going to be there. They're going to be there. I was telling my daughter, and I told you all several times in closing, I told you all, I said, you know, I, I, <laughs> I tell you, I had an uncle and, and uh, Uncle Bear, Bama, and, you know, and he was like, I don't know, probably about five, eight, and all muscles. And, and he's just like, he told, he told his son Johnny and I, he said, stay on that porch. He said, stay on that porch. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get on my motorcycle and I'm going to ride up the street and everything else. I'll be back. Stay on that porch. Don't get off that porch. And he go and he gone. And all of a sudden, Johnny had a great idea. I'm going to get off the porch. And I was like, bro, you sure? <laughs> and he, he went off the porch and everything else. And then all of a sudden, I just heard a motorcycle in the distance. Motorcycle come up. Didn't I tell you to stay on the porch? And like I said, we were small fries at the time. And he got Johnny, and, and, and it might be my imagination, but it seemed like he got Johnny by the ankle. Didn't I tell you not to go off the porch? See, see, Jerry was wise. <laughs> Jerry said, oh, note to sell. When uncle say stay on the porch, <laughs> stay on the porch. <laughs> I don't need those bumps on my head. <laughs> I don't need those consequences. 
Johnny showed me what those consequences would be. I don't need to be like, Johnny, stay on the porch. <laughs> I don't need to be like Johnny. And, and that's what we're trying to tell you, saints. You don't need to be. Others are out there saying, oh, fun, fun this and fun that. And, and oh, man, you know, try these drugs and everything else. And, and, and wait a minute. Note to sell. Drugs will tear your body up, tear your reputation. I don't need that. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But, oh, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'm a player. I got them everywhere. Player. I, I'm just playing. I ain't got one girl. I got my man. Wait a minute. <laughs> Child support, jail time. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need that. Sometimes folks do that stuff, and it's for your example. This is for your example. That's why it's written in the Old Testament. This stuff is for your example. Don't do it. Don't do it. And in closing, I'll say this. There, there's nothing that beats a relationship with Christ. I don't care what they're offering you out there. I don't care what it says. Serving God pays off. It pays off. There's nothing like serving God. And that's why we come up here week after week after week saying, I beg you to try Christ. I beg you to, to do what he says do. To live as he says. And here's, the, here's the, the question with eternal implications, as I said. What will you do with Jesus? Will you serve him or will you reject him? There is no middle. There's no middle. Either you're going to serve him or you're going to reject him. And like I said time and time again, choose ye this day who you will serve. Because tomorrow is not promised. Come while you still have life. There will be elders here in, in front of the church that will walk with you, will talk with you, will pray with you as to how to accept Christ as Savior. And those out on Zoom, please don't fail to contact us. There's someone here that will be available for you as well. Amen. Man, let's have communion. Praise God. Careful what you ask for.